and welcome to the Dunkel Index podcast for this Tuesday, March 16th edition. I'm Ben, and here with me, as always, is my dad, Bob Dunkel. Hey, Ben. Well, we've got our first round picks for the NCAAs up. Uh, I know we're going to take a closer look at some of those games, I think, starting on our podcast tomorrow. But if uh, our listeners are list, uh, starting to fill out their brackets and looking for some possible upset picks, I'll say this. Take a closer look at Oregon State, North Texas, Syracuse, Winthrop, UC Santa Barbara, and Missouri. Uh, okay. I also say um, possible upset alert. I think definitely more in the scare category than an actual straight up upset uh put eastern washington in there as well against kansas so uh yeah come to the website take a look at all of our first round picks uh, for both the ncaa's and nit's and uh, we've got a couple upsets on the board so that ought to be fun for your friday and saturday viewing i was actually filling out my bracket yesterday and you know it's it's hard to not just go chalk uh, to pick those upsets strategically because you know you're going to need them uh, to have a decent bracket it's always that fine line between getting just the right number of upsets and not going overboard and and thinking everything's going to turn out to be an upset because there certainly is plenty of chalk in the first round as well so I think we've got uh, a balance there um, in terms of some upsets, but uh, certainly haven't gone overboard. And of course, uh, we've got all the all the number ones surviving. So uh, no no um, uh, UMBC Virginia one sixteen uh, alerts in in this bracket. But we are in uncharted waters in, in terms of uh, you know this whole format and not going on the road and everything being there in Indiana. So uh, this this could be a wild one, no doubt. But at least looks like we're going to get get some NCAA tournament in. So looking forward to uh, to that. Thank goodness it's, it doesn't look like a repeat from last year, at least. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, like you said, we're going to stick with some NBA here today. Good night for us uh, last night in the NBA and pretty good night on the podcast as well. Yeah, glad we carried over from Friday, started off the week well. Uh, We split on our picks. Um, The Clips decided to show up and play last night, so they took care of Dallas on the road. But uh, we did knock the Nuggets uh, pick out of the park. Really, really good to see Denver bounce back in a strong way. And uh, Jokic did go over on his player prop. Uh, we didn't. We didn't advise on that one. We stayed away from Jokic last night, but you blew out your podcast prop with Sabonis, and then you added another with uh, Montrez Harrell on our write-up for the Laker game last night, and blew that one out of the water as well. So good, good start to the week on the player prop front. Yep. Yep. Good start. All right. Well, let's keep it going and uh, jump into our first game here. That sounds good. All right. So our first game is Utah at Boston. Jazz 28 and 10 overall this season. Celtics 20 and 18. Line on this one, Utah by four on the road. What do you think about that? Yeah, continuing not to show a ton of respect for the Celtics or maybe more respect uh, for the Jazz and could be warranted. Um, But definitely liking this one tonight coming in uh, on the Boston side. 
you know, while the Jazz owned the best record in basketball, uh, the road has not been all that kind to Quinn Snyder's team lately. Utah owns a 16 and two straight up record at home, but a much more humble 12 and eight record on the road and included in there is five losses in their last six road games. And the only win uh, in that stretch come against Orlando. Uh, tonight's opponent in the Celtics, certainly a step up from the magic. And the Celts have begun to look more like the team we expected to compete for the Eastern Conference crown. Coming into tonight's contest, Brad Stevens' team has won five of its last six to move two games above 500 and is now in a tie for fifth with a surprising Charlotte team in the Eastern Conference standings. But they're only a game behind the Heat for the fourth slot. And the only loss in that stretch for Boston came on the road against Brooklyn. Certainly not a shocker there. Utah's most recent road loss could very well have been their worst. They got pounded at Golden State on Sunday, 131 to 119. Uh, And the Jazz, other than Rudy Gobert, who had a franchise-high 28 rebounds, really lacked any defensive intensity. They also had 14 turnovers in the game, and that seems to be a little bit of a growing problem for Utah. They've been very sloppy with the ball of late. They had 17 turnovers on Friday against Houston. And while that may not be able to get uh, past the Houston Cougars right now with that kind of sloppy play against the Rockets. You can still survive with that, no problem. But uh, just ask the uh, Celtics how easy it is right now against the Rockets. That's hardly a bellwether for how well a team is playing right now. Uh, They pounded Houston on Sunday, 134 to 107, and they shot a blistering 55.4% from the field. But a really nice trend right now for Boston has been the uh, continuing emergence of second-year center Robert Williams III in the middle. He had 16 points on 7 of 7 shooting and 13 boards against the Rockets, and that's notable because he's just the 10th player in NBA history to have that many points and rebounds in less than 20 minutes of play. And between him and Daniel Tice and Tristan Thompson, uh, they've got plenty of bulk in the middle to give Gobert some competition on the boards tonight. Houston, pardon me, Utah won the first meeting uh, this year between the two teams, 122 to 108 back on February 9th. But this is certainly a, a Celtics playing that is a Celtics team that is playing differently right now. And also a jazz team that's probably playing a little bit uh, different as well and coming more down to earth. Utah comes into this just one in five against the spread in their last six road games and 0-5 against the spread in the last five against a team with a, a winning home record. And the Celts love the role of the home dog. They are 19-7 and in their last 26 as a home underdog. So on this one, uh, not quite a straight-up money line play. We've got this uh, as an even game tonight. So little leery of calling this uh, a straight-up upset, but we're certainly going to take the Celtics and the points tonight uh, up there at, at TD Garden. Cool. I don't know if they have uh, fans back there yet, but I have started to notice where they do. The The home court advantage feels real again. does feel real. And, you know, I've said all along, while the, missing the fans certainly does take away from home court advantage, the travel alone still gives it some oomph. So we mm-hmm. haven't totally gotten rid of home court uh, advantage. In fact, uh, at the index uh, for a while now, we have been much more judicious in how we approach that. 
uh, we look at more the matchups as opposed to a flat across the board uh, plus four, plus four and a half points um, that a lot of indexes give the home court. So we do measure uh, home court. We do believe it is still a factor, but it depends more on the matchups right now than it does um, on a straight flat number. Cool. Well, that sounds like a great sign for Boston then. Very good sign for the Celtics. Yeah, much improved play, no doubt, coming out of Boston right now. And they seem to be catching the Jazz at the right time on the road. Yep. All right. Uh, going now to our second game, we've got Cleveland at Miami. Cavs 14 and, 24, 14 and 24 so far this season. The Heat 21 and 18 now, creeping up there in the East standings. Line here is Heat by 10.5 at home. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, while we're talking about Boston's pursuit of Miami right now in the Eastern Conference standings, why don't we go ahead and take a look at the Heat tonight? Like the Celts, Eric Spolster's team is starting to play up to its potential. In fact, there's probably no team hotter uh, than Miami right now. As you said, Ben, um, they've won 10 of their last 11. So it seems like a slam dunk covered against the Cavs tonight, right? Well, again, doing our favorite Lee Corso, uh, not so fast. We have enjoyed going against the flow and taking the Cavs in certain situations and are looking to do so again tonight. Cleveland has lost three straight, but prior to that, they had won four straight. So they do have the potential to sneak up on teams and are certainly positioned to take advantage of a double-digit line. The key for the Cavs to have any success is the backcourt where Colin Sexton continues to excel. And his partner, Darius Garland, has returned from injury. Sexton leads the team in scoring at 23.7 points per game, while Garland is second at 15.9 points per game and leads the team in assists at 5.9. They should be able to hang with Miami's backcourt, which is still missing Avery Bradley and has gotten inconsistent play from Tyler Hero since his return from uh, a hip injury, uh, actually in the last six games since his return, uh, Hero's been held to single digits in three of those games. So he does not look to be fully back. I think the Heat will also continue to miss Bam Adebayo in the lineup. Uh, he's missed the last four games with a knee in injury. And besides being a defensive force, he ranks second on the team in scoring and assists. So they definitely miss him on the offensive end as well. And this on a team that, despite the improved play, is not an offensive force. In fact, the Heat come in ranked only 26th in scoring, 25th in three-point shooting, and 28th on the offensive board. So the absence of Adebayo looms large tonight. And this looks like it's going to be a very low-scoring game. In fact, the over-under uh, has dropped all the way from 216.5 to, I think the last time I looked, it's all the way down to 207.5. And the uh, Dunkel Index still thinks it's going to go less than that. We've got the over-under set at 203. So covering a dig double-digit line with scoring at such a premium tonight uh, looks like a big challenge. Also factoring in the Heat are 4-10-1 against the spread in their last 15 home games. So haven't exactly been blowing teams out of the water down there in uh, American Airlines. And at 3-13-1 and one against the spread in their last 17 versus uh, 17 home games, I should say, versus a team with a losing road record. Uh, th this has all the, hey, we're going to play good enough to win tonight, 
but we're not exactly going to blow Cleveland out of the water here. So we, again, are not calling for a straight up upset on this. Uh, Miami should continue its winning ways, but covering the 10 and a half does not look in the offing tonight. We're going to take the Cavs plus the points. Okay. All right. I like that call. Uh, the Cavs without Kevin Love again. We got him for, I think, one game. Uh, yeah, he came back uh, from the calf injury, played two minutes, and checked out again. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's two more minutes than Andre Drummond played, but uh, not enough to make any difference for J.B. Bickerstaff, that's for sure. All right. Um, well, I think that brings us to our player prop segment. Should we jump into that? Yeah, looking forward to that. And I did hear a rumor that we're going to stri- strike while the iron's hot, and we may go double player prop today. Yeah, we do have to. It, it seems like there's a lot of good matchups out there tonight, uh, but there was two that really stood out to me. The first one is Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks going up against the Houston Rockets. Uh, I think we said they've lost 15 or 16 straight. And um, both teams a little bit shorthanded. So I think that means the ball is going to be in Trey's hands a lot tonight. His over-under is set only at 26 and a half. So I really like the over there. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Houston is just a basket case right now. It's really sad to see what's happened to that organization, uh, given where they've been in recent years. But the Harden defection um, has loomed large, and uh, John Wall's addition has has not really uh, helped offset that. And it looks like now players are abandoning ship. I think you said P.J. Tucker um, isn't returning. So um, that's a team that's heading toward a rebuild right now in a big way. Feel bad for Steven Silas. But... Uh, I don't think the Atlanta Hawks are feeling very bad about that right now. In fact, they're in the eighth position in the East, so they've got themselves back into playoff contention. And as uh, Trey Young goes, so so go the Hawks. So I certainly look for Young to have a big game tonight. So I like that one. All right. So that one's at 26 and a half. And then the other one that's just all about the matchup is SGA and the Thunder against the Bulls. Same thing here. OKC, pretty shorthanded. SGA going to have the ball in his hands a lot tonight. And I watched the Bulls last game against Toronto, and Norman Powell just tore them up, um, had 30 or something points. I think SGA is going to do something similar tonight. His over-under points is set at 25 and a half, so I like that over as well. Yeah, I think this is our second SGA pick uh, in the last couple of weeks, and I know you knocked the first one out of the park. This looks like a, a similar matchup. Yeah, the Bulls are winning games. You know, you mentioned the Norman Powell game. I mean, they did beat Toronto, uh-huh. so Billy does have them playing well, but they give up a lot of points. They just are not a team that that shuts you down defensively. They they tend to outscore their opponents. So. Uh, I don't see uh, Zach Levine uh, playing defensive stopper on SGA tonight. I think they probably both go off and have big games. Uh, And, yeah, if OKC is going to have any chance in this one tonight, SGA is going to be the one that's going to carry them. So I think two overs on those make a lot of sense. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, seems like a good day uh, for the player props. We had a good day yesterday, so let's hope we keep it rolling. Agreed. Yeah, let's. Uh, we've been on a little bit of a roll here lately, so definitely want to 
keep that going for our listeners. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. And certainly you can go to um, dunkleindex.com and get all of your NBA picks for tonight's action, as well as the NHL. We had a really nice night last night in the NHL. I think we were eight and one on our picks there. So uh, don't forget about our hockey picks. And then, uh, as I mentioned, uh, first round NIT NCAA tournament picks are up. So definitely go go check those out. And um, yeah, we will uh, start taking a closer look at some of those games uh, in our future podcast. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, yeah, also check us out. We're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Dunkle Index. And uh, the podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, and just about everywhere you listen to podcasts. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow. Sounds good, Dan. Talk to you later. All right. See ya.